Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Welcome to the Rose and Shine podcast. Featuring us, the Swedish sisters, Josephine Roos and Victoria Roos Olsen. Based in Brighton and Atlanta, we share experiences from our international lives and careers. afternoon. This is Victoria in Atlanta. And good morning. This is Josephine in New Zealand. It feels almost awkward for me to say good afternoon. <laughs> I'm so used <laughs> to me recording in the morning, but yes, because now it's a topsy-turvy, upside down world and you're in New Zealand and I'm here. So it's good afternoon. <laughs> and I'm a day ahead and that time of the week when it's really winning to be a day ahead. So Friday here. Yes. Happy Friday. Well, for me, it's like Thursday afternoon, planning day for next week and all of that. <laughs> all right. So everyone, uh, I am sure that you can relate to the fact that it's intensive day. So for 99% of all the leaders I speak to, this is what they're telling me. As a matter of fact, I hear about meetings going on and on, mm. of meetings being booked back to back. And People feeling that they lose focus or trying to multitasking. I heard a friend and I'm not going to mention his name who even took like a little nap in the midst of a meeting. Right. So it's like people turn off their cameras and they try to sort of respond to emails or take another phone call because there's so many things happening at the same time and because they're sort of basically stuck in the meeting trap. So, yes, do we recognize this? Because a lot of people out there seem to think that they've lost control, but we do have control. So this episode is really for all of you out there to give you a few ideas and suggestions what you can do to get back that control of your everyday COVID life, work life, right? Yes. So control <laughs> is setting yourself up for success. So I thought what you were going to say sanity. <laughs> Yes, that too. But you're setting yourself up for success so that you can, yeah, what are the small things that you can tweak during the day to, yeah, to not get so zoomed out as you might be mm -hmm. at this moment? Mm -hmm. Because yes, people are still tired. <laughs> yes. It's not gone away, I'm afraid. But before we go there, Josephine, so uh, tell me, how's life in, in the free world in New Zealand where there is no COVID? How are you doing? Oh, gosh, I almost feel guilty talking about how good yeah. I'm doing. 
<laughs> because it's just uh, it's lovely. You know what? I was in a concert the oh, other day. Yeah, I and know. Sun was shining on a vineyard. It was crowded house, which I didn't know the name of, but there, you know, I'm not gonna. You always have the weather with you. I wasn't gonna sing, but, <laughs> but <now>. you did. <laughs> I yeah, liked I did. it. Uh, did you recognize? Yes, yes, yeah, I yeah. do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you FaceTimed so, me from that concert, oh, which I, I could not decide if I loved that. Well, no, I did love that. I did love yeah, that. Yeah, you were the only one I FaceTimed and then family got a few of the images sent, but mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, no Instagram or friends were, you know, had to see this uh, wonderfully, wonderfully horrible thing, you know. I didn't want to make people too jealous. But yeah, so that's lovely. Vineyard concerts post pre-COVID um beautiful <laughs> but you were also venturing out you uh you were in Savannah yeah now that we're immune we uh, from the COVID the we antibodies. did take a little yes exactly uh we went to celebrate Isabel our eldest daughter's it was her 18th birthday yeah so uh, we did a little super yes I know it's huge for her and it's, I don't know if it's even bigger for me and Andreas, because it's like, really? What happened? Yeah. <laughs> so we made like, do we get a certificate now that we're like managed? To, she's like formerly an adult. Uh, and it's actually quite funny because on her um, morning of her birthday, we gave her this card that she got to open. And it said, for your birthday, you're getting two trips. And one is she's going on a spring break trip with her friends senior tradition in high school here mm-hmm. and the second one is a short trip with your family to savannah and it starts now so pack your bags oh that's so lovely <laughs> yeah and i guess it's also the, the i mean the one benefit of or one of the benefits with online school so the girls actually did they sat in the back seat of the car and they did their classes in the morning online you know from their laptops and by lunch, How would you talk about that in relation to multitasking, though, that we're going <laughs> to jump into? <laughs> well, they were focused. So, you know, like, yeah, but let's, okay. Yeah, let's, let's dig into it. <laughs> yes, exactly. So how do we set up our day for success? So, and, and I think you said it so nicely earlier, like, this is not a motivation challenge, but sort of a design challenge, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, that's such an important point that I keep on relearning Mm -hmm. it's that you know motivation is is on the one hand we often believe that information and and then motivation is going to keep us at a goal but we're constantly competing with our brain and often with that ancient part of the brain that is looking for new information fix like quick fixes yeah and so what we need to do is to not constantly have to engage and motivate and work against that part of the brain but we need to help it by designing less things where it can kind of wander off to and keeping it on track and in that way we'll get a better day well that's wonderful so here's our tip list like with ideas that we have And, and the very first one is all about setting that intention, but it's really create your morning routine and set an intention. Yes. So that's really about starting your day in the best possible way. Mm -hmm. And I say, I mean, I try to do my morning routine. I don't know how many days a week I actually manage to do it in the perfect way. Mm -hmm. Maybe three days a week. Um, It's often have an impact with kids and, and so on. For some, it means setting the the timer a little bit earlier yeah and then starting up with that 
whether it's 20 minutes or an hour that you have for yourself. Yeah. So do you have like, what specifics do you do for that morning routine? If I do it according to my ideal version, mm-hmm. it would start with some kind of movement, like a bit of yoga, uh-huh. or I do my my exercise routine three mornings a week, or it could even just dance to a, a song. Like that would be my ideal version, do the movement part. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I don't do the movement part and I just go directly into journaling. But what you miss out then is a bit of the endorphins that you otherwise would have with you for your journaling And there I do a few different things, but the very short and basic of it would just be to, you know, set my intention for the day, do a short visualization connected to any of the kind of three big areas in my life that I have already, you know, decided beforehand what they are, do a bit of visualization there. And then possibly if I have the time, oh, and then gratitude to kind of prime myself for a happy day. Mm -hmm. And then revisiting my goals so I have a number of goals and then I would pick one of those goals and start to think okay what are the things that I could act like make a to-do list related to that goal in order to tick something off from that list Mm, very good that's an ideal version Mm -hmm. what about you yeah so what I I it's sort of similar with the slight variation so my first movement is to go up and fetch a a cup of coffee for me and my husband and I feel like we're almost getting into retirement because we're now like the night before we're like preparing the Mocha Masters (laughs) that we just need to press the start button for that delicious coffee and I'm like are we old now that we do that I don't know well maybe I mean you are 10 years ahead so I do feel like (laughs) give it 10 years Josan and you'll be actually preparing the coffee the night before and it's really really good yeah Uh Uh, and then I do journaling so I do journaling first and yeah I do the three by three so uh, my intention three biggest goals three gratefulness and three wishes right Mm. so and I love that because wishes are always for free and I'm like I don't have to have all this beautiful very nice. I mean sometimes I do but sometimes they can just be anything and I, I love that part and then hopefully also in my ideal world I get the 15 minutes yoga uh, which is super lovely so coffee journaling and yoga is the the magic trick for me right now and I mean I think it varies throughout the years a little bit what exactly that I do Beautiful. So that's the first kind of setting your day up for success. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean that you have to have it, but you know, when you can, beautiful. Yes. And then what's the next important idea on our list? I think this is super important for everyone to just really be aware of. Don't multitask. Mm. And I think it's been this myth, especially amongst women, that it's a great thing and we want to multitask and that's something we should be proud of. But we shouldn't because actually our brains cannot. Mm -hmm. Our brains are like Swiss cheese, right? We can only focus on one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. So really what happens is whenever we try to do something else, like me right now, adjusting the <laughs> the keyboard with the uh, recording system, and already I'm like having a little punched hole in my other thought that I was having about what I was going to say. And that's <laughs> what happens, right? So um, you can read more on, for example, Brain Rules by Dr. John Medina's research for more insight. There's so much written about that. But I think it's important to know, do one thing at a time. 
Yeah, and I'm reading a super interesting book from a Swedish guy called Matthias Ribbing, and he is writing a book called Skärm Smart, a screen smart. And he is like an international uh, master of memory. Oh, so he's been yes, competing I've in these uh, mm-hmm. competitions. And and he really says, you know, I'm, I was a normal guy and then I got really into the brain. And for example, one of the tests that they do is that they get to look at numbers um, for an hour. And then in the competition, it is to record as many numbers as possible that they have looked at in the right order. And uh, he recorded a thousand and 600 numbers in the right order so someone we can trust (laughs) and he talks about multitasking as being the absolutely worst thing we can do for our brain Uh and part of what we're doing there is that multitasking for our brain does not exist it's actually called like multi-switching so we're switching between different elements because we can't do two things at the same time And in very short, I mean, you should read his book, but in very short, we're frying our brain. So part of the tip here and what I'm trying to do this week is to just make sure that I'm not doing. So he's talking the worst thing you can do is, for example, media multitasking at the same time. So watching a movie and checking Instagram. That's something I'm very guilty of. Mm. And apparently that is super bad. So it's not even like being in a meeting and, and watching Instagram, which is, you know, also bad, but it's doing that thing or playing a video game and at the same time watching YouTube. So that would be a challenge to you guys listening is to try to stop doing that. Anything yeah. where your phone is involved at the same time as you're doing something else. Yeah, that, and that actually leads us to point number three. Mm-hmm. Uh, in setting ourselves up for success really in the day to be more focused and that is to use technology mindfully. So uh, tell us more, Josephine, what, what else did he say around that? Yeah, no, it's super inspiring and how to use technology and design the way that you use technology mm. so that it really helps you <laughs> win at life, I would say, rather than being distracted by technology. So there's a few tools here that we can think about. And one of them is to use technology in different locations. Yeah. So the ideal version, again, is, you know, bring your laptop and no, don't bring your laptop. Have your laptop in your office or that place that you sit in. And then if you want to go and read something, you do that in a different location. He doesn't have so much about like you shouldn't have your phone on. What he says that they have done in his house is that they leave the phones in a basket by the door, Yeah, all of the family members. And the idea then is that you can go there at any point, picking up uh, your phone, answering, texting, Googling something, but you need to walk those five meters. And I think a beautiful idea is this idea of we often look at our phone just to get the time. What time is it? Yeah. Get a watch, because when you look at your phone, there will be, you know, someone has tagged me on a Facebook thing or I'm tagged on Instagram. I'll just click here. And 15 minutes later, you are scrolling something else that unrelated. And it's really, again, it's this idea that it's not about motivation. Our brain is made to look for new information and prioritize new information over old information. And this is so interesting. So I just watched The Social Dilemma. I haven't finished watching it completely because I got distracted by my phone. Uh, <laughs> but no, that was supposed to be funny. <laughs> no, but, but the truth is, it was so interesting because everything that you're saying now 
we should be aware of that it was created intentionally by those who created those apps. Yeah. So what you said right now, when they invented the idea that you could be tagged in someone's photo, they're like, wow, this is the greatest thing, right? Yeah. Because is there anything more that people really like that will push people to open up the app? And of course, when you get the message or the notification that you've been tagged, the photo is not there. You really need to go to the app to see what photo, uh -huh. right? Are you so... It's so interesting, I think, also just to be aware of the fact that some, and, and really many of the sort of thinkers and the designers who created all of these, they attended this one apparently like amazing course in Stanford. Well, I guess it, we could call it amazing or not, Evil. but that was all about Evil how course. to use <laughs> psychology to sort of increase addiction I mean it wasn't called addiction but to it was called some other nice fancy word. but it was like really how can we bring psychology into technology to yeah. make people more yeah. dependent or to go into your app that's very interesting yeah and practically what can you do I mean there there is this technology I just downloaded it now because I'm reading this book uh, freedom is one of those services where you just really put in place uh, hindrances uh, for you to go away on paths that you decided beforehand are not useful. So you can't go to Facebook or any of your social media, for example, if that's what you choose, or to your newspaper or wherever you would go, which is might not be a valuable time. So you can set that up and to limit yourself. My daughter has one of those apps and I need to figure, ask her what it was called, but that actually where you put a time yeah, limit. That's what it is. Uh, that's mm -hmm. well, okay. So yeah. if you so want to go. That's normally what it is. So yeah. you say, mm -hmm. so you don't say I never want to use Facebook, but you say, oh, okay, I actually have no need for Facebook between nine and five, but I am allowed to watch Facebook in the evening, for example. No, but so this one is, okay, I want to spend not more than an hour on oh, Facebook. Great. Oh, perfect. For this week or for this, right? So like when you've passed that, you're like, no, it turns down or oh, you great. get a signal like now you've spent an hour here. I thought that was pretty cool too. That was pretty cool for sure. Yeah. And then the other part is also to, and this I think is a, a great idea and I've started to do it now, and that is to break your working time down into shorter periods of time. Mm -hmm. So you really can focus. And what's suggested is actually even just 25 minutes. So working for 25 minutes, having, making sure that you can't be distracted and you have your focus on one thing that you've decided beforehand and you've written down on a post-it note so you can see it. And then work those 25 minutes, take a forced break of five minutes where you stand up and go away and then work for another 25 minutes again for however long you want to focus on something. So you told me about this yesterday and I thought yeah. that was really, really cool. So today I tried it out and I put my timer on 25 minutes and I got interrupted three times in <laughs> 25 minutes by people surrounding me. So I was like, this is crazy. So you really need to find that undisturbed time. And I think, so I love that idea and I'm definitely going to continue to try it out. But I think this is also part of the challenge right now that there's a lot of people working, being together in our family environment or like in, in, and getting interrupted constantly, right? Yeah. Absolutely. So what is key about this part is so you can stop the timer if you're interrupted, like mm -hmm. you can then go back. Uh, but what is also key is that when the 25 minutes is over, yeah, you stop exactly where you are. You can be in the midst of the word, midst of sentence, mid thought. And this is 
contradictory to what we often learn, right? Yeah. We just want to, you know, finalize where we are at. But the idea is that when you then restart after 25 minutes, you look at your paper, say you're working in a document, and you're actually mid-sentence. And it's then actually easier to immediately start working again, because you will probably remember what you were thinking. And therefore, you don't get a startup cost. So you don't like, oh, I finished that paragraph. What am I going to write now? But rather, you continue to write exactly where you were in the paragraph. And yeah, you don't start a new task, essentially, that will take time as a startup cost. This is so interesting. I need to try this out in facilitation because I'm, I'm thinking like all the time if we look for what's the like a natural place to take a break. Mm -hmm. And that is usually never in the midst of something you want to go. So hmm, I'm going to experiment a little bit with that. That's yeah. really cool. <laughs> How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, should we go to the next point? Yes. And that is all around meetings, because mm. we suspect that very many of you are in constant meetings. Mm -hmm. And it's been sort of a craze that now that people don't have to travel to meetings any longer, it's like it's more OK to book meetings back to back. Mm. And even though many people were before like complaining about transportation time or, or traveling time or in the car and commute and all of that, that time was actually quite valuable for a few reasons, mm. because Number one, it gave your brain a little natural break too, right? And, mm -hmm. and the time to uh, unwind and, and relax and all of that. So here are a few 
quick, simple things that you can do for the meetings that you are in charge of. First of all, turn all your 60-minute meetings into 45 minutes mm-hmm. uh, or 50 minutes even. Turn your 30-minute meetings into 20 minutes, right? So that gives you a little bit of break because everyone is so set on that one hour. We usually start a meeting on top of the hour, mm-hmm. uh, but it gives a bit of a natural break. And I tend to find that when you do shorten a 60-minute meeting to 45-minute meeting, People already come in with a little bit more focus because mm-hmm. they're like, okay, <laughs> uh, that's what we want to do. Now, when you have that break, and here goes back to your point, what you said, when when you're working on a project or something like that, really try to get a little bit of movement, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, put your mind somewhere else and, and stay away from your computer, from the screen if you can. Um, do have that breather, whatever it takes so that you come in with renewed energy into that next meeting. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that made me think of when you're saying that moment that we normally have with traveling, Mm -hmm. that transition that we were used to get sometimes, how important that is to get that transition in anyways. Yeah. So a next point on, on the list would be you have your meeting or you have a new task, but you start with a small transition practice just for yourself. So in the courses that I'm doing now for Peace on Purpose, where we're working with UN staff on on mindfulness, we always invite them to start with a a three breath practice, Mm. which is about just taking that moment internally to just notice your breath, notice your body, and then setting an intention for your meeting. So having that small transition, allowing your body to move from one thing or your mind rather yeah. to join your body yeah, yeah. <laughs> in moving from one thing to another. Yeah, that's wonderful. And it makes me think of an activity that I'm doing also with the groups I, I work with. And sometimes when we're sort of checking in mm-hmm. and I'm thinking that maybe I should do it for myself too, I, I ask everyone to share three feelings that they're experiencing right now Mm. or at least like in the past they can go back a few hours but like what are are the three feelings and just sort of tune in to like hey how am I doing right and yeah sort of get ready for that and that's a really I I like that because it's also a bit of it goes beyond the how are you yeah and elicits maybe some more honest responses and more more connection and that's and I how i know relates... that people are tired <laughs> because <laughs> that comes up as one of the most frequent feel like i'm tired or exhausted or right and you know what it came up on a meeting i had today where we're organizing a, a training course and the person i was working with was reflecting and saying you know we want the training now to be more human and mm-hmm. more kind yeah. Like not so structured and so perfect because people are tired of that and people do need a bit more of checking in and a bit more of of humanity. Not so what we might have thought before as being more professional with something very structured, it loses a bit of the humanity. And now when we're not meeting each other, we need it even more. Yeah. Wonderful. I, I think you're spot on. That's what we need right now. Yeah. And then on that point, the idea about starting uh, every meeting with the end in mind. Yes, right? A a common mistake that many do is that possibly they, if they prepare, they prepare the agenda. But that's Mm -hmm. not necessarily the same thing. So 
for yourself as the meeting organizer to really say, hey, what am I expecting out of this meeting and sharing that with everyone. Mm. And if you're invited to a meeting, actually be a bit better. And because we sort of tend to rush back and forth to all these meetings, ask the organizer. So what is then in mind when we leave this meeting? What is it that we're going to know or do differently or be aware of what decisions, you know, so to really be clear of that. And I find that setting that end in mind at the start of the meeting really makes all the difference mm -hmm. to how effective the meeting is on its own. Yeah, that's beautiful. So thinking now of the tips of, you know, how you're setting up a really good day for yourself. Mm -hmm. I it may be in an ideal world now where we're still at the early part of the morning. We're before noon here. We've had our ritual. We've had shorter meetings. We've transitioned a bit between them. And, you know, we've used our technology mindfully. The next part then that already happens in the morning is to set yourself up for a good night's sleep. Yes. Why we're putting it in here is because one of the key research elements in related to how you yourself can help yourself get a better night's sleep is to spend some time in sunlight in the morning. Mm. And ideally, you would get around 30 minutes in the sunlight. So whether that is a morning Sunlight walk. or daylight? So even on a cloudy day, you get, I think it was like six to eight more, more exposure to light than being indoors. Mm. So of course, if you have sun, that would be better, but, <laughs> but daylight <laughs> works too. So the idea here is to, for the, I think it's for the melatonin um, production mm -hmm. that we want to do this. So we want to be outside. We want to do it ideally for half an hour. Lovely if it's sun. If you really can't do that, if you can sit by a window and be exposed in the morning, um, that's really good too. But doing that and then around noon, people will have different feelings about this, but around <laughs> noon, stop your caffeine intake. Yes. Yeah. And I can just say for myself, I never thought that I had a problem with sleeping or caffeine. And then I started to do that and I, I do sleep better. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think that that's super important. Coffee uh, per se is not bad for you. I mean, that's a lot of research being put into that, but don't have it in the afternoon. Totally mm. agree with you. Um, I think another part of to create that good night's sleep is the most important hour. I mean, now, okay, I love the idea that getting that daylight, but it's your evening routine, like mm. that one hour before you go to bed. Mm -hmm. And again, that's where you want to rest your brain from technology, from screens. I really see a difference compared to if I read a book that final hour or if I watch Netflix with my husband. Like yeah. I, I'm more ready to properly sleep uh, having read that book. Yeah. And I feel like it goes in in waves when I manage to read a book. Mm -hmm. At the moment, I'm in the book reading phase and in a book club. And, you know, it's it's a lot of reading. So I kind of need to do that at night in order to <laughs> stay on top of it. That sounds a bit stressful, doesn't it? But um, but yes, completely. The watching Netflix. And it's also so addictive to watch Netflix. A book can be really addictive, too. But you yeah. get naturally really tired by reading often yeah and um, whereas netflix you can just keep on and i think for a lot of i mean for all of our listeners in the uk for example where there's a real strict lockdown at the moment yeah North i think of it's America too mm -hmm. yeah i think it's really hard you know because it's hard to keep motivated yeah so i guess don't blame yourself if you get stuck in front of netflix 
Um, but try to maybe introduce reading or doing something else. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think we should be kind to ourselves, but maybe also ask ourselves in what way are we kindest to ourselves? Mm -hmm. You know, like, because having that to get to sleep, really, if we are feeling a little bit down or, you know, sleep is just such an important tool. So I also think making that cozy evening routine with uh, maybe the evening yoga. I know if I'm upwinded you know if there's lots of things going on what really works well for me is to do relaxing evening yoga and yeah. have like a cup of tea like to really use those tools that that makes a difference do you bring your phone with you to to bed uh no so i uh, i put that in another part of the room so i have to walk out of my bed to get to my phone but it's in your okay now i so i'm go back and forth between this i sometimes i'm good at leaving the the phone outside and at the moment um, because I'm not in my home, I don't have another alarm clock, so I need it as an alarm. But otherwise, that is a tip is to, you know, not have your phone in there and buy an alarm clock. Yeah. And one of the ideas around this, again, going back to this Matthias Ribbing and his beautiful book, is that having your phone next to your bed is as if having a desk with all of your work, messy papers of work just next to your head where yeah. you're sleeping. Yeah. yeah. Because... Our phone is that. It's everything. With a tap of a finger, it's all of our colleagues. It's most of the work that we've done. It's all there. For sure. So the next point uh, is actually all about the Zoom fatigue, the, the <laughs> new word, right? And we've spoken about technology, but I... I it just came out a new report from Stanford on that it's real, that because people are feeling this, right? And I loved one of the points that was made. So I obviously spend like a vast majority of my day, at least my working day on Zoom. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I see all my participants. So I have like, depending on the group size, you know, maybe 15 or even hundreds of like direct eye contacts, people being really, really close. Normally, uh -huh. like if I'm in a facilitating room or on stage, even like you're you're not that close, but this is pretty intimate, right? Uh -huh. And not only that, I see myself all the time, like really close. Yeah. So I see every reaction and the comparison one made, like what if you would walk around all day with a mirror, just in front of your face. Yeah. Like, so everything you said and like, you could see like <laughs> the sick. slightest uh, facial expression change on your face right there. Uh -huh. Imagine. Yeah, no, it's it's crazy. And it's exactly what we have. Yeah. But uh, there is a function you can sort of, I try to hide my camera. So right now that I can see you and not me, right? Yeah. And no, that's again, like how we're we seeing ourselves and then react to our own energy and yes. expressions. And it's a kind of a, a mental thing going on there. But then also I do find having Zoomy things where, or Zoom facilitations where no one has their camera on oh, and that is awful. also hard yes. you're speaking to this empty room and you have no idea how people are feeling so this is what i i coach leaders on when it comes to zoom with or without camera so set the culture right to to define and have certain meetings where you do have the cameras on because at the end of the day it's extremely valuable to see the facial expressions the words that we use Actually, when you try to decode a message, you only use about 7% of 
from listening to the actual words. You're listening to body language, facial expressions, tone of voice, all of these other things are actually a lot more important. So we want to have the camera. And I, I do tell leaders like when you're having important one-on-ones where you really want to check in with your people and keep the cameras on and set that as a culture, but maybe not for every meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe there are certain meetings where the camera is, is not on. And yeah, yeah, no, that's a good idea. And, and also, again, to watch out and not become over-zoomed. And um, I think you were mentioning before as well, that if there's just information that you're going to share, if yeah. it's actually not really that interactive, you can pre-record it or or send an email and then make the session that you do meet much more interactive. Right, exactly. So you have meetings because you want to have interactions. I mean, try to avoid the information meetings only, like when it's just for information, because that's also another way to ask people to tune out and and not be present really Mm -hmm. if they're not going to be uh, interactive. And even if it's just information and you want people to remember it, I would still make it interactive and then let people discuss it and mm. talk about it because our brains are not geared to just sit and listen for 40 minutes or 60 minutes and just hear things. That's like a a no-no if you want them to also remember yeah. what you said. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then our, our final tip for this day and mm-hmm. is to keep on moving. Yes. So what are we thinking here? Yes. So first of all, just know that so this is not about exercise. Exercise is great and we have lots of episodes where you why we should do it and how important it is. But this is about the daily moments. And there's a, a Swedish researcher that shared that every time that you sit for four hours in a row without moving, that you shorten your life with 11 minutes. And I probably have shared this here before. I certainly shared it with my uh, participants in my workshops, because I used to think it's so important that we get that movement into our day. And also, I don't want to be guilty of shortening people's lives, <laughs> but <laughs> for, for having them uh, during the session. But really think about what are you doing to create more movement into your working day? Yeah. And here, the 25 minute thing is interesting. If we do that forced five minute break. Yeah. Do some movement there. And that's, you know, that's probably more regularly than you would normally break up a workday, I would say. For sure. And then in your facilitations, how do you, do you make your participants move? (laughs) And make them do lots of love. No, I'm just kidding. It's like, but I, I think as a facilitator or as a leader or in charge of a meeting, you can actually implement a lot of these things. So I would, I never let them sit more than an hour, ideally even shorter time. And it can be simple things like stretch breaks or uh, put the timer like here's four minutes. You can use them as you wish, as long as you don't sit down. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, if I feel that it's been a really long day and I might even do a little squat challenge, because that's one of the things that really, if you want to have the circulation going in your body, we should reach the big muscles. Right. So that's why squats is good, because it's uh, so the big muscle groups. So do that. Put those things in the meeting. And, you know, people will go like, oh, you, you see it at the start. It is funny. Like, you, you see everyone's facial expression. Mm-hmm. Like, really? And then at the end of the day, when people write their feedback, like, so many will say, like, I loved how you got us moving. And I love that we were up and about and did all of that. So don't feel discouraged if people are sort of like, oh, no, right? Yeah. Keep at it. No, because that is how one feels when yeah. you are told to yeah. stand up. I mean, <laughs> I can recall like 
every training I've been to and then they ask you to stand up and you feel almost more tired yeah. just for doing it. But of course, it helps um, towards the end of the day. Yeah. It creates less exhaustion. Yeah. And then also try to see, is there any meetings that you can turn into like a walk and talk? Mm. Make sure like if you're just going to talk and you don't need to see really detailed information on the screen. I mean, we do this sometimes when we need to prepare ahead of a podcast. We go out and and we talk through it, right? That sort of brainstorming format and then go immediately back and take the notes. I think that's great. I, I tell leaders to take that walk before they go into the important meeting rather than afterwards as a sort of relief because mm -hmm. it helps us to get focus and clarity and a little bit of a break as well. So I think that's really quite important too. It makes us smarter and it allows us to prime us for a better meeting or a better interaction. So, of course, exercise can be used very strategically like that, setting yourself up for a new state, changing whatever you are feeling at that moment, get the blood up yeah. and change. And of course, the all-time favorite is the standing desk, yeah. right? When you stand, that you stand, that you can use uh, when you work and you can sort of set yourself a schedule how many hours of your working day you'll be standing up rather than sitting down and also a great tool and now like a Swedish IKEA fan <laughs> you can find not too expensive ones at IKEA mm -hmm. I just recommend everyone that is working from home if you can to get an adjustable desk that you can move back and forth yeah so that's the, the big outline for setting yourself up for a really good day. A good day at work, right? I would say. Yes. <laughs> and at home, right? Afterwards. And because right now it's all intertwined anyway, right? Uh-huh. No, exactly. And maybe if you if you do like this podcast episode, maybe share it with a colleague. Yes. Or <laughs> we usually people say, that you work with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe with your manager. Yeah. Uh, or the, the one who you have lots of common meetings with. Exactly. <laughs> And uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed and uh, see you soon again. Yes, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We appreciate you. And I just love to share this, but you are listening in from all over the world, which is amazing. So hi, Europe. Hi, Asia. Hi, US. Uh, it's just <laughs> wonderful to have you all on. Have a wonderful week. Take care of yourself and good luck. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.